Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, how's it going? Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's going wonderful. Do you want to jump right in and talk about our Palmer, Palm, Palmer Home campaign? That's right. Talk about the Palmer Home. We've got the Palmer Home kicked off. It actually kicked off like Memorial Day weekend, so we're two yeah. weeks in. And um, it's going through Labor Day. We're trying to raise money for the Palmer Home. Um, we're trying to feed two families this year, so anything you can donate would be great. Um, if you're interested in donating, go to howtobarbecuewrite.com forward slash Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R. And what's going to happen for the top five fundraisers, Mal? Let's we're, t- talk about that event. We're having a pig picking here at the shop this fall. It'll probably be in November sometime. It cool. Yeah, we've set the date. We're not going to do it next week when it's hot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what it is. Um, we've always wanted to do something special for all the people that help us raise money for Palmer Home. I know you all have heard us talk about the Palmer Home, but it's a local organization here that does you know a great job taking care of kids when they're – Displaced for their families for whatever reason. They try to replace them back with their family when the time's right. But they take good care of them in the meantime. And it takes money to do it. So we took it upon ourselves to, to help raise money for it. And that's what your your donations are going to. They're going to help. And the people that donate, um, it, it's like a campaign. You, you call it a campaign. Basically, you're starting up your own team on it. And it yes. track, I guess it tracks you, how much money you raise. Yes. And the people that... That donate through your links raise. Yes. And the top five that raise the most are going to get to come here and hang out with us and have that pig picking. They're going to learn to, I guess they're going to learn how to cook a whole hog with us and eat it and all the good stuff that goes <laughs> along with, with doing that for a day. It'll be a fun event. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know, yeah it's going to be a blast. Really, we just want an excuse to cook a hog and we're going to invite the people to help hang us. Hang out. Yeah. Last not- year we did it different. We just kind of did a bunch of a favorite stuff. And we kind of just hung out, and it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of food. Well, we did a breakfast, we did a, a mid morning after <laughs> breakfast, we did a pre lunch. <laughs> we pretty much feed you as much as you can hold, and and beverage. Yeah, we did, and there's always like a different drink every course. And it's a small group. I mean, there's going to be you know ten people hanging out with us, so it's it's a good sized crowd to have a lot of fun. Yeah, so if you're interested, go to howtobarbecuewrite.com forward slash Palmer. P-A-L-M-E-R. That's right. Help spread the word. What else do we have going? Um, we also have the state contest in Melbourne, Arkansas, coming up August 13th. Um, that one's shaping up. Yeah. There's constantly people signing up. It's not too, it's, you know, it's not. Did like, you talk to Shane Lynn? I did. Week? I did. I kind of got a weekly update. What's going on? And they're, um, they've added a ton of vendors coming. I guess they're going to have like an area where people are going to be selling probably foods and crafts and stuff like that. That yeah. kind of goes with like a little festival feel. But they're um, they're doing some other stuff. Uh, someone stepped up, and I'm I want to say it was Jim Hudgens, but don't quote me on that. I think it was Jim Hudgens. Shane, I mean, I don't know if I was supposed to say that or not. But he has <laughs> took it upon himself to pretty much sponsor the kids cook. He said he any kid that wants to cook, he's paying for it. Oh wow, that's awesome. So there and like, what are the kids doing? Pork chop, I think. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, if you've got a kid and you're interested, you know, and they're interested in cooking and they oh. want to. Get involved with the contest. It, that's the perfect one. It's not going to cost you anything to enter it. Um, we want the kids to come out and participate, so it's going to be fun. Uh, also, he told me they've kicked around another idea that uh, uh, Arkasippi spoke uh, Ronald and John Lindsay, Ronald Burns and John Lindsay, 
have stepped up to sponsor like a it's a middle of the pack showdown. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be like after the contest, they're gonna draw two random people out that finished eleventh through how many ever it out. Yeah. And they're gonna bring them up. They're gonna have steaks ready, meats ready, and judges ready. And the middle of the pack people are gonna have a showdown to win some cash. Wow. For just so, and it makes it interesting. It makes you want to go to the awards. Yeah. Makes you want to stick around, you know, and see 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 how these guys did. I mean, just because you didn't get in the top ten, don't mean you can't cook a good steak. So you still got a chance to prove it and win some money that day. So <laughs> that's a good that's idea. That's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's like Iron Chef style, kind of. Yeah, the grill's going to be up there hot. You're going to have a prep table. You're going to get, I don't know if you're going to get one or two steaks, but you're only going to have like 30, I don't even know. They give you the steak. Set time, yeah, yeah, 30 minutes. No, I think you can use whatever you want. Oh, you can? Be ready. That's awesome. Bring them to the awards with you. (laughs) Because you might get to cook, you might get a, they ought to just call it the second chance pot. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But but Shane mentioned they're going to do something to where, you can side bet it, and they're going to do this thing to where I don't know if it's like a winner take all side bet. Oh, you can bet on the showdown. Yeah. Oh, that's like they awesome. have it to where they take odds or who's going to win some kind of way, and it's going <laughs> like a cock fight. I don't, <laughs> but a, a steak fight. I so, love it. So I, I didn't get. He didn't tell me all the details. Yeah. It was just this is early stages, but it sounds like it's going to happen. So that's going to be something different at that event that I hadn't seen. Yeah, that's funny. And so. It might be worth checking out if you're, you know, you want to come to the state contest and see, see what's going on. That's going to be a good one, and it's August the thirteenth. August thirteenth, yeah, in Melbourne, Arkansas. Yeah. You can go to beautiful part of the country. We're sharing it on our social pages, but it's probably on sca uh, sacookoffs.com. Yeah. or that's where yeah. you go sign up. Sea cookoffs. Okay, that's where you sign up for. I yeah. don't even had a website. Just go to the August. Go to their calendar, August thirteenth. You'll see the link for Townsend. Yeah. Um, or you can go to Townsend Supply Facebook page. I'm sure they got a link to it. Yeah, we got a link to it on the community everywhere. So we went to one state cookoff and we were standing in awards. I was standing by Jamie, and you know this is one of those big ones. There's a hundred people competing in it, and they pulled out a number out of the hat and they said, "Okay, whose number?" You know, seventy seventh or whatever it was. That was at the big one in Little Rock. Yeah, it was right. the big one in Little Rock, and that person that got seventy seventh, you know, overall, ended up winning this huge prize pack. And I remember Jamie went, "I'm so glad that's not me." And then <laughs> after they listed off the top ten, he was like, "Man, I wish I won that." Wish I won that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an Arctic cooler full of all kinds of beer yeah. and stuff. But that's after, probably several. That's like five or six hundred dollar prize. <laughs> not bad for losing no, a state contest that, yeah. yeah they used to do them where you last place got something and i was like yeah i never want to get that it's just <laughs> all the booze. something you know last place or it's like ah, I don't want i've seen a few out. of them go unclaimed yeah unclaimed that's <laughs> yeah, not me There's 10 of you here <laughs> no it's not me so father's day is this weekend it is now we did a uh i got to kind of pick the the recipe i cooked last for the last video for it and that's Something that I like to cook whenever I'm serving people, but I wanted some I wanted some fillet, some beef tenderloin smoked, and that's what I went with. That's a so me, that's what you were like. This is what I want for my Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. That's what. And that's why I cooked it. I for I always think like Father's Day steak. That's what people yeah. I go to. Father's Day, I want a steak, some sort of steak, and I just wasn't feeling ribeye this year. Now, I don't know what I'll be feeling Sunday. I might Sunday. I might want a steak. <laughs> So you took a beef tenderloin. I took a whole beef tenderloin, and I, I this always is not like a special tenderloin, right? You no, got I got it at Sam's, Sam's yeah. and I always buy the one that's like Pismo, PSMO. I guess you call it Pismo. That's what everybody everybody calls it. 
but it's a Pismo cut, and all that means it's like a whole beef tenderloin they took off the carcass and put it in a cryovac bag. Hasn't been trimmed. Still has all the silver skin on it. Still, you know, it's still got some some work you got to do on it to get it ready to cook. And what I always do is use my hands first and kind of separate it out. You can kind of feel the muscles. It's got like this chain piece of meat that goes up the side. Um, it's on the ends. It kind of doubles over on itself, and you got to kind of work that out. You want that center cut of that beef tenderloin when you're smoking it. Now, don't just throw all this you're taking off away. There's some good meat in there. Usually, I'll take the time and trim any fat or sinew off of it, get it up into smaller size pieces, and I use it for stir fry. It makes excellent, excellent stir fry. Uh, you can do it with vegetables. You can make fajitas with it. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. But know that you want to save all that. You've done. You paid a lot of money for beef yeah. tenderloin. You could grind it. You could grind it. You yeah, could use you it could add soup, it, throw it in your grind. Whatever yeah. you want to do with it, it's great. But it's still good meat. Yeah, it's really good meat. So when you the drop off a whole beef tenderloin is not a lot because a lot of that's usable. So I always just take time, get all the silver skin off, separate all that meat out, make me a pile that I'm going to save for. Just call it stew meat, whatever you want to call it, stir fry <laughs> meat, stew meat. Good stuff. You know, you can, I've made steak sandwiches with it. And yeah. <laughs> it does really good at that. It but really you gives got, you three meals because we have yeah. trimmings for two meals and then your and beef then the, tenderloin. And then the beef tenderloin, yeah. And so when, once you're, what you're left with is that Chateaubriand or whatever the big center like cut. You, you like that. how I say that? <laughs> Chateaubriand. <laughs> Makes me sound French, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you say it right. I, I think I do. I don't know. That's what I've heard it called. <laughs> I'm no expert. But, but that's what that's what it's called. It's that center cut beef tenderloin. Yeah. And that's what I like to smoke. And so um, it gives really good, you know, you get really good slices out of it. You can slice it thin. You can slice it thick like a filet. It goes great with just about anything. But the reason why I like doing it uh, low and slow on the smoker is because you get such an even cook across it. I mean, there's no, you know, hard gray area. Then you're, you know, soft pink on the inside. You don't get that. You get, When it's cooked nice and slow, it cooks equally from all sides. And it cooks end to end pretty close. I mean, you know, you might have just where it thins down a little bit, it might be a little more done, but most of the time they're pretty pretty solid yeah. across the same temperature. And I'll always take them to like 120 internal because it's going to carry over. And so this one, I seasoned it up, kept it really simple. Olive oil on the outside. Nope. <laughs> the Worcestershire. Oh, did I say olive oil? I might have put the olive oil in the recipe when I wrote it. It's been a week. I don't know. <laughs> but I I did. I used Worcestershire as a binder on this one, just Lee and Parents, and coated the outside with it, seasoned it with some AP, the salt, pepper, garlic, and then hit it with Traeger Saskatchewan rub. And I started using this um, on tender one because I was doing uh, venison or deer, my deer backstraps with it. And I really like the flavor that that Saskatchewan seasoning gives it. And it gets in a nice dark color, too, on the smoker. But... It's got a real garlicky, real peppery flavor. It's got some salt to what it. What if you don't have this? Which um, the Traeger rubs are really popular. Like yeah, I saw them at Kroger. The I saw them Kroger. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have that one, you could go. Um, I would probably go like TX or something that's you know, it's got some coarse pepper in it. It's got some different seasonings. You could go a steak rub. You got a favorite steak rub? Pretty much, you could use whatever you like. I just like that Saskatchewan on beef tenderloin. It's really good. So once I got it coated with that. It goes on the pit, well, two two hundred fifty degrees. So I got a question. Yeah. You, so you you said something about olive oil and Worcestershire. Does your binder matter? No. 
I've used it all. I've used mustard. I've used mayonnaise. I've used olive oil. <laughs> Have you ever used, used mayonnaise on beef? Yeah. Not on beef. I've yeah. seen people do it. I've seen people use it on steak. It's just an oil. Yeah, yeah I've seen people use it on yeah, steak it's fat. and chicken. And, that, and so you're really wanting some moisture on the outside of the meat. I like the Worcestershire because it gives it some flavor. It stains it a little bit, so you get a little darker color. So when you're smoking um, like a beef tenderloin, it's not on the grill a whole long time. So it's not going to develop, like if you just put it on there raw, it's not going to develop a whole lot of that, uh, you know, mahogany look on the outside without some help. Well, the Worcestershire helps with it. The seasonings you put on it helps with it. That's what gives it that color. So that's one of the so reasons you that's like That's one of the reasons I do it. And that's the, kind of a uh, steak cooking trick, too. If you want to get your keep your steaks from looking gray when you're cooking them, put a little bit of Worcestershire or something on there that's going to give it a little bit of that or a little kitchen bouquet. A little kitchen bouquet goes a long way. <laughs> but it works. It yeah. does work. Have you and ever it, used kitchen bouquet on anything other than a steak? Yeah. Stews. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it works good. I put it in, yeah, I put it in meatloaf, put it on hamburgers. Well, yeah. But it's I'm good. talking about but like. But yeah, but in, a, in the cook-off world, no. Or on a beef tenderloin or something um, like that. I have it, but it would work just the same. I could have used that as a binder too. The only thing with it, it's got a stronger flavor. I guess yeah. it's more concentrated. Uh, I have used the kitchen uh, kitchen assistant beef base. It's like a little liquid squeeze. But I know you've seen people use them. But it's a concentrate that works great too. It gives it a beefy flavor. And actually, it's I use that in accomplice. the kitchen accomplice. What do I call it? Kitchen, kitchen assistant. <laughs> kitchen assassin. I knew it's ka. I knew it's k something. I was calling it kitchen assassin for a long time. Yeah. But I used that in the mushrooms I did with this dish, and we'll talk about those in a second. But once, so once I got the beef tenderloin on the pit, I always stick a probe thermometer in the center of it. I kind of measure it to make sure it goes in and kind of go right through the side. That's where I want to watch the internal temperature, dead center. And we just let it rip. 250 degrees. I had just the signature blend. You can use whatever pellet you want. So with this one, I used hickory pellets. That's what they said I did in the video. I, I'm, like I said, it's been a, it's been. You I've get cooked out there. a lot of stuff since I've done that video. Yeah, it's been you get a week out there ago. and you just start cooking. I just start cooking, yeah. Pour some hickory pellets in it. <laughs> you can use whatever pellets you want. You want to go signature blend, go signature blend. I think I probably had some royal oak pellets in there too. Yeah, some just charcoal. Just because they're mixed yeah. in, you know, so I was running them. But I watched that probe, cooked about hour 45, I think it was, Tyler. And it's really, I don't care what time it t- takes, I go by the probe thermometer. But if I set it for plan. 120. Uh, if you're going to plan, give yourself two hours, but then give yourself a 30-minute rest, too. That's all it's going to take at that temp, 250. So At Christmas, sometimes you'll let it rest even up to two hours. Oh, I've let it rest four. I've let it rest a while. But it that's, just gets better. Yeah, it gets better. It really does. So what surprised me this day is when I took it off, um, I, was, I was like, it's going to carry over. So I'm going to stop it at 120. I don't want it to carry over. I mean, I don't want it to get too done because I spent, you know, you spent – $65, $75 on this piece of meat, you don't want to overcook it. Yeah. And to me, medium rare is perfect. And so 120 sounds like it's way on the rare side, but you got to account for all that heat that's built up and it's going to carry over. And it was a hot day. I mean, what, what do y'all think it was? 97 for the high that day? It was hot. It was hot. Yeah. I mean, it was humid. And I knew being hot, being humid, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause it to carry over a little further. So I was thinking, you know, it's going to probably go to 127, 128, something like that. Well, we didn't really get caught up in, like, how long we were letting it rest. We were just kind of watching it. 
and going to see how far it would go. Yeah, yeah. And it went to 132. Yeah. In 30 minutes. But then it never would. Like, we gave it another. We never would go over it that. It started coming Stalled back down. down. Yeah, it yeah. dropped down to 131. So once we saw that peak climb, I was like, that's it. So what that rest tells me, the way it started to drop back down, that that heat is fully distributed in that piece of meat. Because all of it's on, all the heat you got on it, it's not deep inside it. It's on the outside. And what it's doing, stabilizing. So it's pushing, it's letting that moisture cool off that's been pushed out of it or pushed to the outer edges of it. And it's going back inside and taking some of that heat back in it. And that's why you're getting that carryover temp because you're reading it a real cold point, the coldest point inside that meat dead center. And as that slowly rests and relax and the juices start going back inside, you get the, carry the heat over. climb. Yeah. And that's what carries over. So, and it's so, but when you rest it, it keeps like there was little juice that come out in the. In the foil, when we, you know, we just had it loosely tinted, but it wasn't a lot. It was like a fourth of a cup. Yeah, maybe most, a little more. Yeah. And when I cut it, you noticed all the juice was in the meat. It was not running all over the board. I wouldn't lose in a bunch. I mean, it was juicy through and through. Now the knife just fell through it, and I cut it like like a. It was, if I had to guess, that's a probably eight ounce fillet. Yeah, it was a big piece of solid piece of meat. And man, it was like butter. I it was mean, really it was, good. God, it would just melt in your <laughs> mouth. And it was, I mean, it had all the flavor. It was from the edge to edge. It was, there was no smoke ring. It was just pretty medium rare pink meat all the way across it. And I mean, if you want it done more than that, hey, cut it like that and throw it back on the pit just a few minutes to let it carry over. But if you take that piece of meat up to 125, 130 before you take it off the pit, and then you let it carry over. It's going to be in the medium to medium well range, yeah. and to me, you ruin it. Like one forty. Yeah, you can still. There's still a little bit of it left in the refrigerator, and you could go get it right now, and it's still melted in your mouth. Yeah, and that's been a week. I mean, it's a week. It was a, so it was last Thursday we mm-hmm. cooked that, right? Yeah, so it's been a full week. That's probably about the limit of it. I need to do something with the rest of it tonight. So, if there's any left, maybe the dog gets it. <laughs> <laughs> So how many people do you think you could feed off that one tenderloin and giving oh, them like the big slices? Six. Six. Yeah. That's about what I would figure. And yeah. if I was cutting that that up into a fillet, fillet size yeah, steak, like that's about what I get out of, out of a, that was a, I think it was a five pound-ish whole beef tenderloin. Yeah. So that's about what you get out of them, you know, after you're dropping everything. Because you don't want somebody to get the little end piece. you got to give them a good size steak. Yeah. So you're going to get six man-sized fillets out of that. No problem. No problem. Yeah. But where it shines, when you're feeding a crowd with it, cut it thin. Like when we when I serve it for Christmas, when I'm, you know, we've got all these other side dishes, probably got another meat or two option. If I, you, know, and, you usually do. If you yeah. do that, you do a nice pork loin too. And then I serve, yeah, I serve them both, you know, quarter-inch thick slices, and you probably feed 16 people off of it doing that. Yeah. But you're not going to eat, sit down and eat eight ounces. If I'm eating a meal, like that's my Father's Day meal, steak, mushrooms, maybe a potato, cold beer, that's a full meal, you know, that piece of meat. But if I've got other stuff, I'm not going to eat eight ounces of beef Yeah, like that. If it's Christmas time yeah, and everybody's brought right. a side dish. And, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So, there's, <laughs> so you can kind of pick and choose how you want to cut it. And that's yeah. what I do. Depending on how you're serving yeah. it. But let's talk about the mushrooms that I, okay. that I went with it. So... I this, like how you do these mushrooms. Oh, they're so good. They're super easy. So yeah, they're really easy. I did. I just used a. You could use a cast iron if you wanted to. To for this one, I just used a half size aluminum pan, 
You throw in three pints of slice. If you wanted to do whole mushrooms, you could. I like the I do like doing the slice when I'm serving it. I think with the a slice because it comes together as a sauce and it kind of goes over it. Yeah, and I think they uh, they cook better on the pellet grill. It's going to take longer, I think, for with the, the whole, whole ones, mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. But I, so I started with three pints of sliced mushrooms. Those were baby bellas sliced up. You could use white buttons if you want. Um, threw in some garlic. Threw in some shallot, finely chopped. Threw in about half a stick of butter. Could have went a whole stick if you wanted. It ain't going to hurt my feelings. And, I do uh, a whole stick, I do. <laughs> I did about a cup of red wine, a cup of beef uh, broth just out of the box. Seasoned it up. And then I also used your kitchen assassin. <laughs> kitchen accomplice. <laughs> kitchen accomplice. For the longest time, I thought it was a picture of a little assassin yeah. where a little, it's a little chef's chef hat. <laughs> but it's uh, not. No, but you find where do you find that? It's on the beef stock aisle. Wherever yeah. you get your stocks and broths and bouillons. It's in a little squeezy bottle. They make chicken. They make beef. They got one that's like for burgers. I mean, they got a bunch of good ones. I, I highly recommend them. I do too. It's like a kick them up. Yeah. It'll, it'll kick up I whatever sauce or whatever dish you're making. Add it to taco meat. Add it to black beans. Add I, the kitchen, squirt yeah. the kitchen window our black beans. I put it in there. I put, I use the chicken all the time too. Yeah. They, they might even have a vegetable one. But I think they do. Basically, it's concentrated stock flavor. So it's just an enricher. It's an enhancer. And so that's what it did to the mushrooms. Soups, it brings stews, out. Yeah, it's good. All of it, yeah. I put about a tablespoon of that in there. I just eyeballed all this stuff. I didn't measure the wine or the beef broth. I just, just you don't want them flooded in it, but you want enough liquid to, so they're going to cook down. And with the butter, the garlic, the shallot, all that liquid in the base, it makes this really good sauce. And you reduce it down on the pit. I put it on the same time, like right beside the the beef tenderloin and just let it cook down and forget it. I mean, you might stir it every time you go in there and look at something, but you don't really have to do anything to it. And at the end, you just pour it up and serve it. You can ladle the juice over. Tell you where it's dangerous. It's some warm French bread (laughs) dipped (laughs) off in that mushroom juice. Ah, It is so good, but it makes a really good kind of pan gravy. Really? Yeah. Well, one thing you did do when you pulled the, um, I don't think this made it into the video, but when you pulled the tenderloin off to let it rest, you cranked up the pit just a little higher yeah. to let those mushrooms. I just got off. it rocking, yeah. yeah. And, and I've done, you can do that one in the oven, even. You could do it in a crock pot. You could I do it on, do it on the stove top. Yeah, anything you can do to reduce it down, because really you want to reduce whatever liquids in there by half. Soften That's the whole the veg. goal, and then soften up all that veg and get all those flavors concentrated. That's all you're doing. And then when you're doing it on smoker, you're adding that little bit of smoke element to it. So it gets a little grill flavor going. It goes great with meat. And you're not messing up the kitchen. That's right. You're not. <laughs> well, you don't get out a bunch of different pots and all this stuff. You're just throwing in an aluminum pot and rolling or pan and going. So what do you want for Father's Day? Um, but a lot or two. <laughs> just leave I'm me alone. I'm an easy man. Yeah. Watch some baseball. College World Series. So that's what I, I We're going. We're going to Omaha. Rebels, I told y'all, don't sleep on the Rebels. Last team in. They hadn't <laughs> lost a game yet. They were they rocked through the regionals, went all the way through the regionals, won their super regional, dominated super regional. Now they're going to Omaha, and we're going to watch. We didn't know if we were going to get to <laughs> After last year, Mississippi State won yeah. world championship, so it looked like so much fun, and Michael got so into it. We're taking our family so, trip to our the- summer vacation. <laughs> going to Omaha to watch College World Series. Yeah. It's going to be 103 there. <laughs> Sounds like fun, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. I was looking at everybody's beach pictures. I'm like, wow. Why are we going to Nebraska? I've never been to Nebraska. So, but Omaha is known for steaks, right? we got to get a steak while we're there. 
Are they? We need some recommendations. Anybody's out there listening knows anything yes. about Omaha. Send or us some recommendations. Specifically the area. Yeah. You know, right, right around there, where the, the ballpark. Ameritrade yeah. It's Ameritrade Stadium. Yeah, because we're flying. And we're staying right there. So we're yeah. not have, we could Uber wherever. Yeah. For, you know. But I hear there's a lot of minutes. great food in Omaha. And yeah. they're known for their Omaha steaks. And they'll ship those to you. So I'm at least going to have two, Somebody, two steaks while I'm there to try to compare. An old boss. Shipped me some Omaha steaks one time for Christmas. Yeah. They weren't bad. I mean, it wasn't, you know, the butcher shop. No. It wasn't Kevin's meat. Speaking of, he's got some deals going on at the butcher shop right now. Oh, really? What's he got? He's got, like, non-comp gray Wagyu briskets with, like, eating briskets. Yeah. You can get them for $9.99 a pound or something like that. Really? Wow. He's got a picanha. I I was just... I. Saw a post on it on the community a while ago before the podcast, so y'all check it out. Will it ship those prices, hey, or you got to go in store for those deals? I think they'll ship them. I mean, you got to pay shipping. Yeah, but yeah. I think that price is good. I don't know. Call him and ask. Hey, uh, Kevin will work with you. Um, how's the Tyler? How's the state contest going in the community? Good. It's over. Um, finished up yesterday. Everything. There was some really, really delicious looking steaks <laughs> on there. I looked at some of them. Yeah. It was crazy. We had a, I would say there was two that were comp steaks that won that were like perfect yeah. comp steaks, you know? And then uh, the other one that won was like, I think it was a ribeye steak and it had a bunch of like grilled zucchini and squash and stuff like that on the side of the plate. It looked. I like the, like the sides. Char grilled, yeah. They we were need like, to do a side contest. Yeah. Who's yeah. got the best, best side, side recipe? Yeah. Get cinema sides chick shirt. <laughs> do you make those in men's sizes? I mean, I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're unisex. I'm, I'm, you know, Can confident I get you enough one? in myself. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a little tight. <laughs> I can tight. be a sides chick. <laughs> I mean, they're not like women cut, right? It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, not a unisex shirt. Yeah. yeah, doesn't mean they're fruity or anything. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it says chic, not chick. Side chic. <laughs> Side chic. <laughs> you, you put the little uh, apostrophe did it thing on it with a Q U E. Yeah, that oh. might be a better way to spell it anyway. Shot sides chick, like Q U E at the end <laughs> for the chick part. But anyways, yeah, it's uh, there's and there's lots of good prizes going out. Like like he was saying, there's those uh discounts at the butcher shop. First place gets the hundred dollar butcher shop gift card. Had a barbecue rice stuff, and we're gonna be rocking a lot more contests in the future. So if y'all aren't already a part of it, those are fun. Yeah, we gotta come up with something for and they're easy for St. Patrick. I mean St. Patrick's Day for Fourth of <laughs> Fourth July. July. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, what should 4th of July be? When you think of 4th of July, you think of ribs? Apple pie. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. That's, there you go. Best hot dog, Best hot dog picture. <laughs> That'll throw people for a loop. You know? Nobody's taking pictures Nobody of their hot pages. dogs. You should. <laughs> You'd probably get in on that one, wouldn't I you? I do. I got hot some dogs. good ones. <laughs> uh, speaking, of the, dog. speaking of the Where's community, um, Sexton, he posted a picture of a cow heart that he cooked. I saw that. It looked really, really it good. It did. So Mark and I did a deer heart last year. For How the did first y'all time. do the deer heart? We cut it up into strips and pan seared it. Did you have to clean it. it really good? Did it um, require a lot of cleaning? It's just it's a working. It's probably the most working muscle on an animal. Yeah. So it has a lot of these like I don't know if you call them cartilage tendons. Kind of separates the chambers of the heart, I guess. But yeah. it's you know it's got these hard gristly pieces to it that we cut off. So you end up with like these four lobes of the. Like little steaks, kind of. Yeah. And then we sliced those up thin and pan seared them in butter and garlic. And it was just lightly seasoned. And man, they were built in your mouth. 
I never, I'm that first time I ever ate heart of any animal. I don't think I ever have. Yeah, but it was really good. So then I saw that beef heart and he had it cooking up looking like brisket almost. He said it was similar to brisket and it had texture like tenderloin. Really? He cooked it to a medium. Yeah. Is what he said. I've got to try it. I really do. I'd love I mean, to try I'm, it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm game on that one. We'll try it. I haven't tried tongue either, though, and tongue is supposed to be really good. Yeah, somebody else commented that about them cooking cow's tongue and had a yeah. picture of it. Yeah. Um, and that's real common. Like people use it for tacos yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of meat. Like, that's like authentic. Meal. Yeah. Mexican tacos right there is is using beef tongue. And then I saw somebody post about a pork tongue, and out of all the stuff I've done, I've never heard about a pork tongue. Uh, no, uh. I've ate. I, now I, <laughs> you've ate eyeball before. I've ate <laughs> Was it ears, eyeball or brain. Dude. Tip of it all the time. Brain. Oh, you know, we didn't eat, you didn't eat brain, did you? I think so, yeah. Man. What is, do y'all know what menudo is? It's like part of the stomach always, or something. Yeah, cooked down. intestines. Uh, that's the only thing. That's probably the most far-fetched thing I've ever but, had. Yo, I don't, think, I don't it. think it's intestines, is it? I think it's like tripe or something like that. I don't, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't know. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good for a hangover, though. Okay. Really? Yeah. It's a traditional Mexican soup made with cow's stomach in a broth yeah, with red chili pep- with a red chili pepper base. Yep. That's the most extreme thing I've ever had. Was, was it good? good? Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. Just about, I think it would probably depend on the preparation and stuff, but it was like really yeah. good. You're going to have somebody's like grandma make menu. Yeah, yeah. somebody's it's made not it like, a few times yeah. for. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to go out and stumble upon a... We'll make this recipe menudo today, and it turn out good. You gotta, you gotta have somebody with some soul knows what they're doing in that. It's like a really good chili or gumbo. Yeah, or yeah. Like that. It's exactly. It's kind of what it's like. I've always heard Mexican you need stew. to clean, make sure it's cleaned really well. The stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So when Taco Bell comes out with a don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did make I need to ask for dinner one folks night. Folks at La Siesta, do y'all make menudo? I bet you they have something somewhere. Now I've had um, what was that soup? It was Mexican hangover soup, but it wasn't menudo that we did. The chef did um, at Hogs for the Cause one year, and he made it with pigs' tails. Like he stewed them down and oh, he sous vide yeah. them for a long time and got them super braised down soft and made this soup with it, and it was they were delicious. And then he deep fried some of those tails after he had like cooked them down for a day. And they were just melting in your mouth. They were awesome. Really good. And then he yeah. tossed them in a sauce, and he yeah. turned them in. Yeah, I don't think they did They did not well. do well, but they were delicious. They were good. You got to be adventurous to eat that. Did you see the video of the lit charcoal grill going down the road? <laughs> I've done that before. I was like, somebody thought that was weird. What's wrong? It's on a mission. He's got a party to be to, an event or something. He ain't just doing that because he likes pulling the trailer around and smoking. <laughs> Wasn't the caption, which one of y'all was this? Or yeah, that's what it should have been. <laughs> I think that's a uh, – is that not danger, like super dangerous, like an insurance liability? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it's locked – if I'm sure that, that may not have had a lock on it. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't see a problem. I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> if I'm a cop and I see that, it's like, no, I got it. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't see that and be like, that dude has definitely had a few beers. Yeah. No, that wouldn't cross my mind. As long as it's going straight and pulling, got nice blue smoke going. Pull him over for some ribs, man. Okay, yeah, so would it affect your uh, intake? 
Like your oh, airflow. Sure. Yeah. It's got to. I'm, I'm it's probably supercharged. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it with like old hickories where it stabilizes itself. You know, it's yeah. got convection air, so it's not as bad. I've never done it with just a pipe, you know, pipe pit going down there. We should do that. How you to have cook to choke ribs. it back because as long as you put all that air to it, it's going to blow ash and stuff everywhere. How to cook ribs in two hours. That was, <laughs> don't take my idea. We were going to do it. You've seen these guys doing these uh, races with these old vehicles. Uh, what's the, Mark always talks about them. I can't think of it. He's got a uh, YouTube some channel. Range. Yeah, Demolition, Demolition Ranch, I think range, it is, or yeah. something like that. But they do these endurance races or they'll just get these old cars and go race them. I said, what if we did that with barbecue grills? And it was like the rib 400. What you had to do, you had to cook ribs in four hours, but you had to be constantly making laps when you come into pits. That's when you worked on them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we just got to find a racetrack that's going to let us do it. But then we're going to judge you, not on where you finish in the race, but how your ribs fit. Yeah, how good yeah. they were. Well, you got to put into There's going to be some factor in the, yeah, yeah. the race, too. You got to make that interesting. You, gotta, you can't uh, just peep all around. I mean, we got we got to be running. How I'm thinking like Ford Rangers, the Danger Ranger Rip Fuel Up 400. We all got Danger Rangers and, <laughs> and, and smokers that we can pull, and we just take off. You got to have you got to have a pit crew and everything. Some of them's gonna be changing tires. Some of them's gonna be wrapping ribs. But that, I need some sponsors to get behind this. It's not the worst idea you've ever had. It's not a bad idea at all. We're gonna need. Some insurance. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. I want to compete this one. Yeah, you don't want to organize it. Yeah. It's going to be a non-liability. Like, you're going to have to sign all kinds of waivers. Let's get Jay Craig to put it on somebody. Yeah. do it. I just need to get teamed up with those Demolition Ranch guys or whoever that is. Is that who it is? It's I don't know if it's Demolition Ranch or who it is, but somebody like that. I don't know. The guy his sunglasses are from or whatever. Yes. Do you know that one? Yeah, it's like on the, it's like right there, but I can't think yeah. of the name of it. But no, it's not it's not demolition range. It's Cletus McFarland. Okay. That's who it is. I knew it was something like that. I'm not I mean, I'm not huge into racing, so I just know the guy bought a racetrack and he does a lot of fun stuff with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of racetrack did he buy? Like a it's big like one? an old oval, yeah, NASCAR style track. Oh really? Yeah. I think it was like a serious like like it was one time. Florida somewhere. Oh, okay. There's there's an old race dirt track for sale down here in Tunica. We could get that one. It's, <laughs> no, it looks it's rough. <laughs> Maybe that's more our speed dirt track racing. Yeah, we're not really pavement guys. Yeah, hey, just got me a Jeep. I'll check it out. We'll make it happen. We might do side by sides instead of cars. <laughs> Tone to try. I don't know. I like Danger Ranger. <laughs> we just need some old Ford Rangers. This past weekend, you did a rub them and run them rib. I did. We so we went um, kind of to the, the to the deer camp and hung out all weekend. And I got a blackstone there, and I got a I got a pellet grill there. So I wanted to get some videos in. So we did. We did ribs, and I wanted to do them just an eating rib. My kind of rib. These were my. These were really rib. for you. Yeah. I I called them rub them and run them's because that's all I did. I put a little mustard binder you on. Pulled them. a membrane. Pulled a membrane. Mustard binder, baby back ribs, hot rub only, pretty good dose of it, mm -hmm. and threw them on the pit, two twenty five for three hours on super smoke, and then I cranked it up to about two sixty five, and another two hours they were ready. And I so what was the total cook time? Five, five, five. Yeah, there's about five. I started checking on about four and a half. Yeah. My checking for these run them and rub them and run them ribs is I pick them up off the rack, and I let the weight try to break them. And I kind of flip them over and look at them, and I can kind of tell when the bone's pulled back and starting to disintegrate a little bit. 
But when the weight of that rib, when you support about half of it and the last quarter of it kind of wants to fall and break and you can see where it's breaking, that's when you know they're done. If they're stick, if they're straight as a board, they're not done yet. You got to go to where gravity wants to break them, and that's an old pitmaster way of doing it. There, like the Memphis style ribs at Rendezvous. When you go see those guys checking the pit; they're picking those ribs up and seeing if they'll break. Yeah. yeah, and that's how they check for doneness. So, and that's I mean, I'm, you're not going for looks on these. I'm not trying to win a beauty contest. I'm on the rib. That's they were gonna, beautiful. Though. Oh, they, they were so good. <laughs> Like uh, Mikey came down that night and he told me that's the best ribs he's ever had that I've cooked. And I said, Come on, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, they they put mustard good. hot rub on these things. And a pellet grill. And a pellet grill. <laughs> yeah, best ever. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, you could sit down and eat these ribs. Yeah. There wasn't they were a little no, salty, there wasn't a little no sauce to cover up anything. They weren't sweet at all. It was a savory. Right salt, right heat, because they're not – I mean, even though I use hot rub, it's not super spicy. Yeah. It's just not a sweet rub. They have beautiful color. I mean, it does have a good color. And they got smoked through and through. You would have never known those were cooked on pellet grill. So when You would have thought I cooked them on a stick burner. Yeah. Because they had all that flavor. They had yeah. the look. I mean, they had the smoke taste to them. That super and smoke. It, it works on Traeger. Yeah. yeah. So when you pulled them off in the pit, you put them in a pan and covered them for – Yeah. Uh, 30 minutes 30 maybe minutes, yeah. we were just watching baseball yeah having a few beers but that was it that was that's the simplest recipe i can give you to cook a rib baby back ribs take the membrane off don't trim anything one line of mustard on the back side rub it in flip it over one line on the top side rub it in season that back side first medium season the top side a little medium heavy Throw them on the pit at 225, three hours, crank the heat up a little bit, 265, let them go till they break. And it is wow. never fail, rub them and run them ribs. Anybody can do those. those yeah. Those Anybody. You, I like to put just a little vinegar sauce in my plate and dip them. Dab them. Yeah. Just that, that's, dab oh, them. That's how but you that's eat. only every other bite, really. That's how you eat ribs. I thought that All this covered up too. with butters and sugars and honeys and glazes and all this stuff it's fine for competitions it makes a good picture or a different recipe but when it comes down to sitting down eating a good slab of ribs that you smoked that's this is with a flavor that i want it's it, it's old school traditional memphis style dry rib that's nothing to it we brought the leftovers up here they, they're the on the pit slab. warming up right now yeah yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I talked them up. Yeah, no, there's, there's two racks back there as we speak, and they're and the the great thing about them is you can wrap them up in foil. You know, if you don't eat them all that same day, yeah, throw them in the fridge. They're good for a week in the fridge, and these things reheat fantastic. I've re- there's I've, no sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can throw them back. You know, throw them back on the pit, wrapped in foil for about 30, 45 minutes. Cut them up individually. Throw them in a ziploc bag. Pop them in a the microwave. I've done them in the oven. There's you know, I eat them cold. I ate, the, I ate some of these gold the next day. They were awesome. So we, we did. We did. Um, we served them with three sides. Yeah, Michael I, made beans. Yeah, I walked him through just a basic, and they were dang good baked beans. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was no apple pie. No, these weren't. These were just old just school baked simple. beans. Yeah, they drain drain two cans of beans. Throw in a little bit of onion. Throw in some bacon that had been kind of pre-cooked a little bit just to take the rawness off of it just before it starts changing colors. 
add some of that bacon grease. And those, he just cooked the bacon in the skillet. So why do, why do you, because when I was growing up, we always just threw the bacon in raw. But you were real, you hate that. Because I like to eat that bacon, and it don't get cooked as good if you just, some people just take raw strips of bacon, lay it over their beans, and then you end up with this nasty-looking, shriveled-up bacon <laughs> that's still real white-looking. reminds me of, like, pork and bean meat. You know, that yeah. old white hunk of pork you get in a can of pork and beans? <laughs> that's why I don't. But cook bacon in there. It's it browns up. It almost you know, melts. It melts. You get meat. all that flavor, and when you do get a bite of it, it's not super chewy and raw feeling yeah. in your mouth. It doesn't feel like you're eating just fat. Yeah, know? it feels like you're eating a piece of bacon. So I mean, it makes sense. So, so going back to the beans, <laughs> one bottle of barbecue sauce. Use the one on sale bottle of your choice. Don't use the expensive stuff. My personal favorite. Squirt, squirt of mustard. Several dashes of Worcestershire. What's your personal favorite for beans? <laughs> Cattleman's, really. Cattleman's, yeah. Like Honeygold, had, or not Honeygold, Mississippi Sweet. I think this was Sweet Baby. Sweet Baby Ray's yeah. is the second, my second it's, favorite. Uh, it's on sale for 97 cents. You buy it. I mean, I don't know how they make the bottles that cheap now. I don't either. Yeah, what's what's the matter with that sauce if it's selling for 97 <laughs> cents? I didn't think about that, but it's, it's, it's still pretty good. Were you the one that told me High that? High fructose corn syrup. That's, that's the matter with it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the one that told me that they run that plant making that sauce t- 360 days a year, something like that. They close it for four or five days to clean, and that's it. It runs around the clock. Just a lot constant. Of sauce. Yeah. You sell it for a buck a bottle, I guess. you got to have a lot of it. Yeah. But it had a little brown sugar, had a little honey in them, and that's it for the beans. They were, and you threw them in the oven. They didn't even go in the pit. They were in the oven for two hours. Hour, hour, hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. And then you made potato Coleslaw salad. Coleslaw and potato salad. They were textbook. Yeah. What kind of potato salad, white or yellow? What what? Uh, in between. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little a little bit of both. Yeah, she don't do a straight it's not up a mustard, mustard slaw, but yeah. it has. It does have. So it's basically in it. a. It's a. It's you m- make a dressing, a potato salad dressing, hmm. and it has a squeeze of mustard in it, but not much. But it's primarily like mayo, vinegar, pickle relish. There ain't no vinegar in there. You didn't put a splash of. In my coleslaw oil. You didn't in tater salad. No. So where does the vinegar come from? Just the the pickle relish and the mustard, a little yeah. dab of mustard, and some sugar and some AP, I guess. What else was in it? I didn't have any sugar in it. It had sweet pickle relish. Okay. Your it's your recipe. Well, it's, it's been, my recipe yeah, on your you, website. You make it. So y'all kind of do the dill and stuff. So it's like southern. Style. I didn't have yeah, my side sheet shirt on that day. So <laughs> I had my rubble and run them shirt on. The key to a good potato salad is to get a good potato and don't overcook them. You got to get them just to that right spot so that they don't matter. hold together, mm-hmm. but they're still tender. Yeah. You use the little baby new potatoes, quartered and boiled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Never thought about using that. That's a great idea. They're really good. The texture of the potato is good. It's not a big starchy potato. So it's that red, makes all the difference to me, potato salad. It's red potatoes, mayo, hard-boiled eggs that have been grated, mustard, sweet pickles, a little bit of green onions, a little bit of celery, um, AP for your seasoning. That's pretty much all I use for seasoning. And then um, to garnish, if you want to get real fancy, throw a little cooked bacon on top. We didn't do that that yeah. day. See, that's kind of so, like we do loaded potato salad, so that's just like cheese, mayonnaise, sour yeah. cream. Green onion, like all those flavors, but cold. And it's, yeah. yeah, that's how we usually make it. But I think that's more of like a northern potato salad, yeah, quote unquote. I've so ours is like, and it's good. I don't, when you add the the pickle relish, the 
the eggs, the celery, and all that, it kind of turns into that southern salad. Mm-hmm. Like people use that base for all kinds of salads. It goes yeah. in chicken salad, it goes in egg salad. It doesn't matter as long as you got pickle relish, eggs, yeah, celery, mayonnaise. onion, yeah. mayonnaise. <laughs> That's the base. That's what makes it so That's good. That's traditional southern potato salad. And then the coleslaws. Yeah. That's you could substitute potatoes for elbow macaroni. You got macaroni. Salad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's, it's a lot of substitutions there. They could little work. But the coleslaw is just your basic coleslaw: bag of shredded cabbage, mayonnaise, vinegar, sugar. You mix it up as a dressing too. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole trick with all these. You make your dressing in a bowl on the side and get it the right flavor, and you season it, and you get it, you taste it. Then you mix it with whatever your main thing is, your cabbage for your or your slaw mix. You mix the, the dry with the wet or the potatoes in the other dish. Or your you noodles, fold you vegetables, whatever you want. That's right. That's right. But on a potato salad, the key is don't overstir it. You want it to get a little bit of the mash, but not like soupy. Like you, you can fold it. Yeah, if if you stir it too much, it just all goes to this one like whipped potato consistency and it's not good. You want chunks of the potato in it to be perfect texture. Now got me one potato. It's good the next day. We should have brought the rest of it. There was some more of it too. <laughs> yeah, there was. I've been eating on potato that. Potato salad's week. something that's like a fine art, Tyler. You don't joke around <laughs> with potato salad. You think all sides are a fine art. <laughs> they are. I agree with you though. Like, <laughs> why, uh, so my idea of meal prep is making a big old bowl of pasta salad and then uh, eating it throughout the week. Like I yeah, can do that yeah. all the time. Oh man, the the Tuscan? Yeah. Have you made that Tuscan pasta salad yet? It I don't think so. so. It's got spinach and feta and uh, sun-dried, sun-dried tomato. tomatoes. and It's really, really Olives. good. I'm going to have to try that when I get Olives, yeah. yeah. Really good. So we didn't film this week because it is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Hades hot. Like, our heat indexes are over 110. <laughs> we did do two other videos uh, on the Blackstone while we were in Cenotopia. Yeah. And we want to talk about those? Uh, yeah, we did breakfast tacos and... Nacho cheesesteaks. Nacho cheesesteaks. That was my favorite <laughs> recipe I did. The What's a nacho cheesesteak? It's a, it's a take on a Philly cheesesteak, kind of Mexican-flavored style. I, I bought So I bought a, several packs of that thinly shaved beef or like cheesesteaks at Kroger and seasoned it with Grande Gringo melted butter, spread it out on the Blackstone. Then I took about two pounds of chorizo sausage right beside it and started browning that up on the Blackstone. And then when they got done, I kind of combined them together. Well, I also did some vegetables because you got to have peppers and onions when you do cheesesteak, right? So we thinly sliced up some green bell pepper and onion, and I did some two jalapenos in there. So you had slivers of the jalapeno too. Mixed all that up, and then I went to Sam's and bought these 12-inch sub rolls. Split them open, brushed them with butter, laid them flat on the Blackstone so they kind of toasted just a little bit. And then when I got ready to make the sandwich, I lined up the meat and the vegetables, kind of mixed it all up and made it as long as the bread, and then laid pepper jack cheese over it. Like it sort of was this mound. It looked like a torpedo of meat and cheese and <laughs> vegetables. And I put the bread over that and let it cook a little bit and then used my spatula to kind of flip it over and stuff whatever fell out, come back in. And the whole time I had a tub of nacho cheese over here on the side of the Blackstone getting warm. And Shell had doctored it up a little. It was it was just a little milk, milk and, 
and, and jalapeno so, juice. And jalapeno juice. Yeah, just it was just nacho cheese. Just to cheese. help thin it down. Just and then I ladled that nacho cheese all <laughs> over that sandwich. And you talk about a nacho cheese steak, you ought to sell that one. <laughs> <laughs> it ought to be on menus everywhere. It was really good. I couldn't find anything on making a nacho cheese steak. There was cheesesteak nachos. Yeah. There's a lot of cheesesteak nachos. I did but why find not some nacho cheese steak? Mexican-style cheesesteak okay. recipes. Well, this one was Ain't no way it was like easy. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Dude, it was amazing. You couldn't eat the whole thing. I like how you called it a meat tornado or <laughs> torpedo. Well, I made Cause it really three was. of them. I made you one, me one, and Michael one, and we ate one. We had two left over, <laughs> and we just kind of ate those for lunch as the week went on. <laughs> but it warmed up great, and I had a ton of meat left over, too, so you could use that for tacos or whatever. I can't miss TikTok Day anymore. Like I, <laughs> that one was a good one. I think I got to get a Blackstone for the house. Yeah, there's so much fun to cook on. I enjoy cooking on, and there's some. They're a lot easier to clean than I would oh, have yeah. originally thought. Yeah, there's nothing to them. I think the biggest thing to them is just keeping them covered yeah. because it keeps leaves and debris and dust from getting on it. When you come out there, you take the cover off, you heat it up, heat it with a little water, wipe it back down, oil it again, you're ready to go. It doesn't. And clean it Super, as soon yeah. as you get done. Clean it as soon as you get done. Let it, it cool off and cover it right back up. It's really easy if it's hot. I, if, if It's easy yeah, to clean. Yeah, it is. Nothing to them. Then the next morning, I did breakfast tacos. That's going to be, hopefully that's going to be a TikTok too. Mm-hmm. But those were, it was along kind of the same line as the cheesesteak a little bit because I took just a pound of regular breakfast sausage, seasoned it with a little bit of grande gringo. I did some more onions, jalapeno, and green bell pepper, but this time we chopped them up really fine. And then I did. Yeah, for the cheesesteak, they were more yeah. strips. Like yeah, it was like strips. Fajita, yeah, yeah, yeah. But these were like fine because I wanted to mix it in. So it was like sausage, breakfast sausage seasoned with grande gringo or Mexican seasoning, the vegetables, and then I scrambled some eggs. It was like six or seven eggs. And then when the eggs got done, I hit them with a bunch of cheese, like shredded cheese, and mixed it up. And then I combined the meat, the vegetables, and the eggs, kind of pushed it over to the side and started working on my tortillas. So I took just like uh, fajita-sized flour tortillas, butter on the blackstone, flipped them, what, 15, 20 seconds, yeah. flipped that tortilla. Then I started loading on my eggs and sausage and pepper mixture, put that on there, put a little more cheese on it, just uh, shredded cheese this time, and folded it up. And then cooked them kind of like a grilled taco, I guess it would say. Because it kind of got brown on both sides and they got crispy. And so you had this hot, cheesy sausage mixture inside, crispy on the outside. We served it up with some pico, a little hot sauce, and they were sour cream to dip it in. That was a good breakfast taco. It was very, very good. And is that going to be a TikTok? Yes. So if it's not, I'm going to have to do a YouTube or something of it because it was really good. Yeah. Really and they were, man, you want to feed a bunch of people breakfast easy? That's the ticket. We had so many. I mean, it was. Six I made of twenty. Us. Yeah. yeah, twenty um, breakfast tacos in a matter of I don't know fifteen minutes. Yeah, it doesn't take long. We had so many breakfast tacos left over. By the time you eat two of them, you're full. Yeah, you know. But those were lunch this week too. <laughs> <laughs> we meal prepped over the weekend. Didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Anyway, we didn't film this week. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the flies are ridiculous. Yeah, it's this is that time of year. It's hot. It's break time. It's time for a vacation. It's time to go to the ballpark. What you? What are we you? Looking, heat what wave. are you looking forward to? Ballpark food. Before we go, we're about to wrap this up. But 
When you think of ballpark, is there can certain I say things you're going to? Again? <laughs> yeah, you can have nachos. I don't think they're going to have barbecue nachos in a while. No, that's fine. I want regular nachos. Like with jalapenos and that's yeah. it? Nacho cheese. And the plastic chips, tray. Okay. Old school. Yeah, I love it. What about hot dogs? You love hot dogs. <laughs> hamburgers. I don't eat hamburgers at the ballpark. Yeah. It's hot dogs. I just got excited. Peanuts, popcorn, <laughs> hot dogs. I don't know where the Cracker Jacks came from, but uh, you don't see those anymore. Yeah. Much. We didn't see them. I'm going to get some there. peanuts and I'm probably going to get a hot dog. That's what I'm looking forward to. And a big beer. Plethora <laughs> is all I could say. <laughs> I have a plethora of big beers. I'm just yes, hoping. <laughs> have a plethora. I'm I'm hoping that Nebraska 103 is a lot different than Mississippi 103. Oh, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Like Nebraska 103 yeah. is gonna be like a Mississippi 80. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like right I, now it's probably 93 outside right now here. Oh, it's you can go cook on the on the parking lot yeah. right outside well we it's like when we went to vegas that time everybody yeah. was like oh it's, it's so hot it's ever been in vegas in may <laughs> it's like 102 or something like that no it might have been hotter than that it's like, it was this 100 200, this ain't even hot yeah i was yeah. like this is pretty pleasant out here especially if you got in the shade dry yeah. heat will just like slowly cook you like you don't realize it's so yeah. hot yeah. and like your skin is burning crazy it's like that's how it is in arizona anyways was like 120 um but, yeah. it's yeah. 90 here it's like God, i don't want to be outside you can't even breathe yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, so videos coming up, we'll have to break out the Vitamix. It's going to be all <laughs> involved in ice say, yeah. of something. <laughs> we might have to be filming inside. <laughs> Last, we'll figure out some stuff. It might be a good time to do some sides. <laughs> Last week. Quick well, stuff. I usually do quick stuff in the summer. You know, stuff like yeah, real fast yeah. and do it late in the evening, you know, right before it gets dark. So it doesn't, doesn't wear you out as bad. Um, I'm still going to do some long cooks. I'm just going to do them overnight. Put it on, let the. I got to cook. I'm cooking ribs and brisket this weekend, probably for my dad. Uh, he won't say um, smoked roast. So I'm probably going to do. Like a, a pot roast? Yeah, but I think I'm going to do brisket pot roast style. I've got a, a, a nice wagon flat in the freezer, thaw it out, and then I'm going to do it with some vegetables and make it like a brown gravy, kind of like the. I did a video on it not too long yeah. ago. We're going to do that. You did an Easter brisket. Yeah, it's going to be like a lot like that, except I'm going to add more vegetables and stuff. Yeah. Potatoes, mm-hmm. carrots. And then my mom's doing sides, like stuff my dad likes. So we're going to bring the meat. I don't have you anything for Father's Day, Am. You've gave me enough, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, eh. <laughs> I'm not your dad. Yeah, that's what you say at Mother's Day. You're not my mom. Michael's supposed to get me something. Yeah. If I get a card, I'll be lucky. (laughs) (laughs) I did remind him. He goes, huh, that's this weekend. I don't think it means as much to kids anymore. I guess when you get older. I used to. I remember when I was a kid, Mother and Father's Day, I loved making my parents something. or getting. They would have these little things at school where you could buy stuff. One year I gave my dad like a rabbit's foot. (laughs) You ever seen these rabbit's foot keychains? He kept it on his truck for until I was grown, you know? (laughs) But yeah. Okay, gift idea. <laughs> a rabbit's foot. Rabbit's feet. <laughs> I think they still sell those. Rabbit's foot keychains. Like I don't it know. Used to be all the rage. I'm sure it's like one of those like shady gas stations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Sell, yeah. I don't know. It's probably seen be one fake. In a long time. Yeah. Well, Malk, that's all I have for today. Well, that's all I got too, Shell. Everybody have a happy Father's Day this weekend. Yeah, happy Father's Give your Day. Dad a big hug and leave him alone. 
<laughs> Tyler, is there anything else you got? Hey, if you're listening to this on the YouTube channel for the Head of Barbecue Podcast, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button so you guys are notified. We do podcast clips uh, twice a week, and you have the main channel that or the main podcast episode that goes live once a week. Well, great. Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. Hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Anybody's in Omaha, y'all look for us. I'm going to be there next week. <laughs> Go Rebels. We'll see y'all next time. We gone.